गौरी वैष्णव गुरु परम्परा की जाए गौर नितिनंद की जाए श्री श्री गौरार महादेव की जाए श्री श्री राजी गोपाओं की जाए गौर भक्तबृंद की जाए गौर प्रेमानंदे So tonight we'll talk a little bit about Shiva Tattva short, hopefully, and because um, we're going a little too long, and um, and we'll entertain questions. That isn't to say that it's not a big subject. Shiva Tattva is is considerable. Our concern with it is. Um, narrows down the field a little bit. Uh, Shiva, that means to say, is of concern uh, throughout almost all of Hinduism. He's showing up in one way or another. Um, So, on account of that, it's difficult to sort out who he is, what is who's the root of Shiva, and so on and so forth. But, of course, we're uh, blessed by our founding Acharyas, Goswamis, Vishinibhas Acharyas, uh, feelingly described as um, very uh, compassionate persons who, with compassion for the Jivas in mind, researched uh, thoroughly the sacred texts, Nana Shastra Vichara Naikani Bano Sadharma Samastapako Boganam Mitavaru Tribhuvane Mandavushanamayakaro And they extracted from this the essential and um, really coherent message of what Pujapachiramar sometimes described as a jungle of sounds. Hmm. Which speak of Shiva, the whole thing is like a a jungle of sounds to the extent, for example, that I believe um, it's often thought in, in academia that there's no coherent you know, message in all these sacred books of the Hindus. And there's different, diverse, and contradictory statements. Of course, that's the purpose of the sutras. Of the asas is thought to show the concordance of the Upanishads and, uh, and so forth. But um, as I say, we're fortunate that Goswamis have done that, and they've really done what Narada told Vyasa to do that resulted in the uh, Srimad Bhagavatam that he's spoken in so many ways without uh, emphasizing in no uncertain terms the importance, efficacy of and central uh, and essential role of, of bhakti if the jiva is to attain its uh, freedom and beyond that beyond moksha its highest prospect in prem whether it be Aishwarya Prem or Madhurya, reverential or sweet and intimate. Um, so, saying this, as you know, to Vyas, um, Vyas sat under the instruction of Narda, meditated, and 
and um, he um, came out of his, his meditation and the samadhi basha, the language of samadhi is what we have in the form of Srimad Bhagavatam is mature work and so as I'm saying the Goswamis they kind of in the same spirit they took the Bhagavatam and pulled out of the Bhagavatam what um, the coherent messages I the other day I someone I think it was Gauravani Das he sent me an article which was a review of a book written by a a, a devotee scholar, an academic scholar, who was a devotee, and it was a book about uh, biology and Hinduism and how kind of mapping out, I had read it some time ago, mapping out possible ways in which modern science could could uh, interface with Hinduism in today's world um, and um, improve their, I guess would be their, their, their picture of the nature of reality or um, uh, at least have tried to pay some attention to a huge uh, religious sector of the world, India. You know, it's mostly the Christians arguing with the with the uh, with the scientists and so forth, the atheists. So it was a it was a it was a, it was a good book. I thought it was well done. But anyway, this re- re- reviewer said, that, like, first of all, he said, "Well, it's really not about Hinduism. It's about the Srimad Bhagavatam." And it's really not about the Srimad Bhagavatam. It's about what the Gaudiya people think the Srimad Bhagavatam is about. Hmm? And I kind of chuckled because I thought, come on, let's talk about it. And let's look at the Sandarbhas of Jiva Goswami, hmm? where he brings out in a very compelling way that. The, the, the idea that the Bhagavad has a co- cohesive, coherent message and thrust, um, uh, drawing out, as he does so, arguments that, that others might use to say, really, it's about um, Advaita Vedanta over here. Kaivalyam, Prayojanam, Kaivalyam. For example, this is something that effect in the twelfth canto, and the prayojan is kaivalyam. Kaivalyam, of course, is a word uh, often used by the monists, by Shankar, and so forth. So, somebody reads the verses. So, see here it's talking about dwaita. Over here, it seems to be talking about bhakti. It's just a jumble again, or a jungle of sounds. And so, Devakasami takes those types of statements that would seem to support the lack of coherence in the Bhagavatam and demonstrates how it's just the opposite, drawing out other meanings from Kaivalya demonstrating that it means love also or something like that. Um, and in a very sophisticated way, in a very compelling way, he makes the case, 
of course, in a synarbis for the Bhagavatam itself, being the center of the sacred texts, which is what Hinduism derives from. And 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 then what is the what is the message of the Bhagavatam? I mean, the insight that he had, it is it's just like it's like, where's my hat? Where's my hat? And somebody says, it's on your head, Marsh. Oh, oh yeah. Something like that. Hmm? Like I've asked you for a towel. He said, it's right there. Hmm? So the way he, 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 he says, well, what's the Bhagavatam about? How will we know? Well, let's ask the author. What does he say? And he goes to the history of the Bhagavat's manifestation as it's recorded in the Bhagavatam itself in the seventh chapter and Susan Goswami is explaining the trance of Vyas how Vyas, as I say, under the inspiration of Nard went into trance and samadhi with a purpose express purpose of coming out and writing something that in no uncertain terms um, emphasized the efficacy and essential role of bhakti in the jivas attaining freedom and and love in the full sense of these terms. So, I mean, it's like nobody ever thought of it like that. But when you hear it, you go, well, that's a good idea. Yeah, sure, that makes sense. What, what Vyas centered into trance and came out. He describes his trance in several verses, what he experienced there, how he saw the, he saw Bhagavan and his Sarup Shakti, he saw the Maya Shakti, he saw the Jeev Shakti suffering under the influences of Maya Shakti. He saw the remedial measure to the Jeeva's plight in the form of bhakti and so forth. And so that's what the book's about. You get kind of a nutshell, a chinti beta beta there, arguably. So anyway, it's very masterful. And um, um, no one has paid as much attention to the Bhagavad as the Gaudias, because no other Sampradaya accepts it to the same extent. I mean, it, it is much appreciated by Balam, of course, by Nimbark and Zaragmark Sampradayas also. It is the very heart, really, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So I chuckled and thought, yeah, it is about Hinduism, and the Bhagavatam is about what Hinduism is really about, and the Gaudias is really what the Bhagavatam is really about. We can make a good case for that, fairly objective case. We're ready to meet the, the, the challenge, if you will. Um, so, we're blessed that uh, the task of, of assimilating and understanding or, or, or deriving the essential message out of the sacred text of the Hindus, which is Varied only in that it's talking to different types of psychologies and suggesting different types of worship for them uh, that will bring them all ultimately in the same uh, direction uh, or in the, in, toward to 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 moksha and of uh, which there are basically two types with form or without form and uh, and and thus. Uh, and different types of mukti, moksha with form hmm. um, Ram bhakti, Krishna bhakti, Narayan bhakti and so forth so a variegated uh, transcendence 
Anyway, uh, we're, we're lucky <laughs> to have the Goswami. So with regard to Shiva, which is somebody who's appearing here, there, and everywhere, hmm? has his own Purana, Shiva Purana, um, appears in the Bhagavatam, he's everywhere. Hmm? And uh, so how to put him all together, so to speak, and and uh, and uh, understand him in an essential way. And that, of course, for us, relative to our pursuit of uh, Bhakti. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they've taken the Goswami, Shijiva Goswami, our Tattvacharya, has taken us to Sri Brahma Samhita, a beautiful book, uh, the, 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 the fifth chapter of which was recovered by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu when it's tour of South India, and when returning to Puri, he said, all the Siddhanta can be found in this book. Hmm? Obviously, all the things we talk about are not entirely found in the book, but what he means by that is, Govindo Madhi Purusham Tamam Majami, which is the refrain uh, from verse 29 onward, for the most part, of the, of the text, uh, where Brahma is glorifying Govinda, having described his abode, Hmm? Goloka, hmm? and um, and how from there the world comes about and so forth he begins to glorify um, Govinda, Gopeshwar Krishna, Govinda Dev, Gopal Dev, and that glorification largely in relation to other manifestations of divinity. So. In relation to Brahma, in relation to Ganesh, in relation to Durga, in relation to Shiva, etc. And so, if you look at it carefully, you can see, oh, it's saying Krishna's too, Bhagavan, so I am, which is the the uh, the Paribas Sutra of of the Bhagavatam, the key, the password to understanding the Tattva of the Bhagavatam. I've often said that bhava arises out of the tattva. So we got to get the tattva. If you get the tattva right, as Krishna says in the Gita, and I cited this maybe this morning, aham sarvasya prabhu matasavantavartate itimat bhava dhante mam buddha bhava samandita If you want to do buddha bhava samandita, raga bhava samandita, the kind of worship hmm, that the godias are about, you have to you, you have to have the, the if you want to have if you want to give unconditional love of God love, uh, engage in that and give without reservation without expectation of return wholeheartedly completely then you have to have a source that can take completely and of course that is Krishna Rasaraj and he can take all kinds of love hmm? in ways that the other divinities cannot. And in this way, we have ascertained his position in the kingdom of love, of God, which is the real world, is, 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 takes the position of the fountainhead. Hmm? The fountainhead of all forms of divinity, the very heart of the body of divinity. Can we get a little light in here? You haven't turned on your effulgences sufficiently. Losing sight of it. 
So, um, the Brahmapur said the tattva is found here. This essential key point of the tattva. Krishna is the center. Krishna is the complete and supreme taker. He's the stomach of the body of, uh, of uh, reality. And if you want to feed and nourish all the parts, that's where to put food. He's the root of the tree of uh, existence. So, we find this in the book and we find a verse about Mahadev Shiva, the tattva of Shiva. It's a good place to start. And there he's described as something like yogurt in comparison to milk. Hmm? Uh, With an additive, milk becomes yogurt. Now, Jiva Goswami in his commentary explains that Shiva is not really a transformation of Vishnu or Krishna. Like yoga could be considered a transformation of um, milk. But he is like what happens, well, he's the, the, the analogy, the comparison of yoga to milk is with regard to the outcome, the, the, the addition of things. There's Vishnu with an addition of things. Hmm? that constitutes Shiva. So, what is the addition of things? Vishnu, he is Vishnu, combined with a little bit of Ladini and Samvit. These are two of the three elemental constituents of the Saruk Shakti. Ladini means feeling, ananda, love. And some of it means knowing. So, our bhakti, when it's mature, will be constituted of a, a who stand on the ground of sandini, so pure existence, sudasattva, and uh, be made up of a particular combination of sambit and ladini. According to the sambit, According to the knowing, I know myself as a friend of Krishna. I know myself as a handmaiden of Radha. Then the Hladini will be slightly different hmm? and will develop relative to, up to Mahabhav, up to um, short of that, Vitsvatsalya Bhakti, uh, uh, so on and so forth. Hmm? So, a little bit of Hladini and some bit. Part of his composition, Vishnu, with with this, with a little bit of Tamaguna and a little bit of Jiva Tattva. <laughs> this is Shiva. <laughs> this is a complex fellow, hmm. complex divinity. So, given these uh, constituents, then that make up the Shiva, we can understand easily, readily, how he plays out in different ways. For example, even in the Bhagavatam, hmm? he's he's Rudra. I don't know. There's several of them. Were there nine of them or something like that? Eleven. Eleven Rudras. Rudras. So this is a particular manifestation of Shiva that the Jiva can become that Shiva. 
So he has a little bit of Tatasta Shakti in his constitution. Then there's the Rudra side, that the Jiva can become a, a Rudra. How he become a Rudra? <laughs> well, it's said that if you, this will reminds me of a point we raised this morning. If you practice Varnashram perfectly for a hundred lifetimes, you can become a Brahma. Now, that is to become a Brahma by way of karma, the karma mark. You could also become a Brahma through Gyan mark. You could also become a Brahma through Bhakti mark, as in the case of Gopakumar, for example. He became a Brahma in the context of Bhakti mark. So there are different Brahmas. One can attain the post of Brahma, I should say, by different methods. So the method to attain position of Brahma, post of Brahma, by karma is a perfect execution of Varnashram for hundred lifetimes. You can you can so you can imagine Brahma is a pretty pious person. He's called Vidhi. He he knows the rules. Vidhi means rules. He's like the personification of doing it right. Hmm? From a Dharmic point of view. That's why when he saw Krishna doing it wrong his own guru, who had appeared to him at the dawn of creation in Gopalvesh, Gopavesh, dressed as a Gopa, with the Gyan Mudra, blessing him with the mantra and giving him initiation. When the next time he saw him eating rice and yogurt out of his, out of his left hand and putting it in the mouths of his friends and having them put food in his mouth from their mouths, they would taste it and they would think, oh, this is the best piece. I'll give that to Krishna. Oh, this piece is second best. I'll give that to my friends. This piece is third best. I'll take that for myself. <laughs> and so he's, he saw this, these cowherds looked like his, his guru. He was not acting properly, it wouldn't seem. Hmm? In an embarrassing kind of way. So Krishna is appearing again in his life, in his life as a sadhaka, to further enlighten him about the sangskar for which he received at the time of initiation. We find in the ninth chapter of the second canto of the Bhagavatam, he received impressions for Sakyarasa, very clearly stated in the text of the Bhagavatam. So this is the head of our sampradaya. <laughs> I have to play, play some place for it. <laughs> Uh, and then Brahma Madhva Gaudiya Sampradaya. So, he see, of course, this is the Agasur Leela, the beginning of Krishna's uh, cowherding life. And uh, um, so he, he sees him again and, and sees what that Sakyarasa is all about. And it's, it's bewildering to him. But he, 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 he gets good. Good, good instruction is an example of Krishna without saying a word to him. <laughs> um, but, but you can become a Brahma by karma. And as I'm explaining, if you, if you perfectly execute Varnashram for a hundred lifetimes, so how you become a Rudra? Hmm? That is, if a hundred lifetimes is Brahma, <laughs> you perfectly execute the 
life of the Brahma, I guess, without getting distracted, you can become Rudra, it's said. So, so the Jiva can become a Shiva, because Shiva Tat has a little Tatasta Shakti in it. And then he has a Tamagun, as I mentioned. So then we find a manifestation of Shiva who's presiding over the Tamaguna, who has those Tamagun associates that Daksha didn't want him to come to the party. If you bring him to the party, to the sacrifice, he'll bring all those weird people. Hmm? All the Buddhas and Prathas and uh, all the Tamagun people. Hmm? So there's this side of, of Shiva. And then, then he's Vishnu. Hmm? So in the form of Sadashiva, he, he has then much to do with the manifestation of the world, the creation. Hmm? And of course that takes us to the Ladini and the Samvit that are part of his composition that makes him a Vaishnava. Hmm? How does it take us there? Because, well, in Gaudiya Sampradaya, that Sadashiva appears in the world as a Dvaita Charger. Sriman Dvaita Charger Vijay. Then he brought Mahaprabhu to the world with his puja. Therefore, Vaishnavana Mithashambhu. <laughs> he must be the greatest Vaishnava. He brought Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to the world by his puja. He brought Krishna on the bank of the Ganga. So for us, then, the most important side, we're not too concerned about the Rudra or the Tamaguna, Side, the creation, the Shristi Leela part, we have something to concern with that. We're, in, we're involved in it, we have to understand it, somewhat to, to, to uh, uh, come out of it, to understand the dispensation within it that's, that's been afforded us, as I say, through the way it is called, through his puja, uh, uh, bringing, as he did, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to the world. But there are obviously uh, further manifestations of Shiva as devotee. Hmm? We should mention that Narada Muni was searching for the highest devotion in Brihad Bhagavatamrita in the first canto of the text. And when he got to Shivalok there, um, he said, Oh Shiva, you are, you, you are the best devotee. He's meditating on Sankarshan, doing kirtan, um, madly, and so forth. And um, after he profusely glorified Shiva, Shiva plugged his ears and says, What are you talking about? I have no devotion. There's, 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 I'm not the best devotee. I'm hardly a devotee at all. I've done this, I've done that. Talking about his, what I've done you know, as a my Tamaguna side, my Rudra side. How in how in 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 Leela I fought with Krishna. That's actually a higher thing. We have to come to that. I allowed Krishna to worship me. Ram worshipped me. Going to Lanka. What kind of devotee am I? 
<laughs> so he, like this, protested. He protested. And then he said, if you want to speak to a devotee, go to Prahlad. But as we'll see, actually Shiva's devotion surpasses that of Prahlad. Let me give an example, a few examples. When Narada went to Prahlad and said, oh, you're the greatest devotee, Prahlad said, what are you talking about? I'm not a devotee at all. And he pointed to Hanuman, right? So Narada went to Hanuman. And who's Hanuman? Hanuman is another manifestation of Shiva. So now Shiva is above <laughs> Prahlad. Hmm? And from Hanuman he went to the Pandavas. Among the Pandavas is Bhima. And he's a manifestation of Shiva. Hmm? <laughs> Interestingly, when we come to Bhima, when we think of Vayu, we think of Shiva, we think of who? as Gaudiya's. Madhva. It's the Brahma, Madhva, Gaudiya Sampradaya. So Madhva is thought to be a combined form of Hanuman and Vayu, Bhima. So it's pretty ironic <laughs> in this sense. Madhva is a manifestation of Shiva in whose Sampradaya they say a mantra every time they pass urine. Hmm? I'm passing urine on Shiva. He is a manifestation of Shiva. In other words, Shiva appeared in the world as Shankar, it's thought, and preached a non-devotional ideology, worldview, stored at the Vedas and so forth. And Madhva's main dialectic adversary in his field dialect and debates was with Shankar's uh, monism. Shankar advocated Advaita, and what is the advocacy of Madhva? Dvaita, just the polar opposite. Non-dualism, dualism. Hmm? Um, of course, Madhva's a great devotee, and so you see what, what secrets you uncover in Gaudiya Vaishnavism <laughs> about everybody. Hmm? He's fighting against Shiva, but actually he's some, in some way, a, a manifestation of Shiva, even. Hmm? Gaudi Vaishnava is harmonizing all these things. Therefore, the Gaudiyas, they'll go into the Shiva temple, Madhva's won't, and so forth. Hmm? I don't know if that mantra came from Madhva, probably not, probably come later on down the, you know, just like Prabhupada said. Ah, these God brothers, they're all bell ringers. Once. They're doing nothing for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He expressed his frustration in the microphone. <laughs> it happens sometimes. And then send his disciples practically written mantras against them. <laughs> well, you know, never see their face. If you see their face, jump in the Ganges. It's kind of like that. Um, <laughs> Unfortunately. So, things can break down as, 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 as time goes on. And the disciples can pick fights that would cause their founders to roll over in their samadhi if they were uh, aware of it. And they are aware, so take care not to do that. 
So then we go on from Bhima and the Pandavas, and the Narad search goes up to to Uddhava and Dwarka, and Uddhava, of course, has has acquaintance with the Braj because he was sent there by Krishna to deliver a message to the inhabitants and to the gopis, and so he knows. Oh, you're looking for Bhakti? Go to Vrindavan. Hmm? There you find the gopis, love. And where do we find? What do we? What do we find there? In the gopis' love, that's showcased in Srimad Bhagavatam, in the Vraspanchajaya, the five chapters of the Rasa Lila. This is the supreme Lila. Hmm? The Rasa Lila, the supreme Lila. It's a supreme Lila because. It is the consummation of the of the romantic relationship between Krishna and Radha, Krishna and the gopis. Given it's a hidden one, it's in the forest, so forth. But it's a coming out and acknowledge full acknowledgement. There's a partial acknowledgement during the gopi vastrahar lila when Krishna stole their clothes. He said, "We'll finish this later." Hmm? That's Rasalila. Hmm? And it's also a supreme Leela in that the Madhurya Rasa ideal is the highest ideal in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. And the Rasa Leela during the Sard Purnim, showcased in the Bhagavatam, if you study it carefully, you'll see through the eyes of the Goswamis, it, it is a portal, it's an entry. There's an entry there. You can enter into Madhurya Rasa there. So it's inviting. They, they can enter there. Some gopis came. They couldn't join the rasa dance. And that separation, they're, they're newcomers. They're sadhanasiddhas. They came for that. And not being able to enter by separation, they became qualified later in Uddhava Gita section of Bhagavatam we find them again they didn't die if they died then it would, they couldn't, the Rasa Lila couldn't have gone on some gopis died they couldn't come it would have been the end of the party it would have been Rasa Vas so you have to study the language of the Bhagavatam very carefully through the commentaries of the Goswamis to understand these points again as I said Vyas brought out Bhakti in no uncertain terms in the Bhagavatam, and the Goswamis <laughs> brought out the essence of of Bhakti, the Bhakti of Bhaktis, in their commentaries on the Bhagavatam. So, when we go to Vrindavan, and we go to the Gopis, and we go to the Rasa Leela, and if you want to get in, what are you, who are you going to meet at the gate? They're going to meet Shiva there. Hmm? He's got a little bit of Ladini and a little bit of Sambit. <laughs> you can't quite get in the Rasa Leela, but he's posted at the gate. This is Gopishvar. Hmm? Somewhere it's written that out of the left side of Krishna, Radha's manifest. Out of the right side is Gopishwar. He's the Mool Mahadev, the root of all these different forms of Shiva. In the fullest sense of uh, Shiva as as a Vaishnav, which is, again, our uh, particular concern with regard to Mahadev. 
And not only is he at the gate there, in linga form, now you can see him, um, but in other linga forms, he's strategically situated throughout the Dom as the Chetrapal, the protector of the Dom. If we want to look at Shiva in terms of Shiva's bhakti, in terms of Shiva being the kind of Vaishnava that the Bhagavatam concludes saying, Vaishnavani Matashambhu. As the Bhagavat is the best of the Puranas, as the Ganga is the best of the rivers, so Shiva is the, is the best of the Vaishnavas. How 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 we do that? How we plumb the depths of that? You know, Parvati, she asked Shiv, what's the highest kind of worship? And he said, worship of Vishnu is the highest. And when Devi heard that, she was a little disappointed because she was a worshiper of Shiva. And understanding her reaction, he said, however, who is the worshiper of Vishnu? He is higher. He worships the worshiper. The worship of Vishnu is the highest, but he who worships the worshiper of Vishnu is even higher. And then she was happy because she knew my husband, he's always meditating on, on Vishnu. Hmm? Right? So if we want to understand the devotion of Shiva for Vishnu, we should maybe look at someone who's devoted to Shiva. Who in our sampradaya of significance was most devoted to Shiva. Sanatana Goswami Prabhupada Kijai. Wow. <laughs> you can't get any more important than that. In Gaur Leela, amongst those who have been selected by Mahaprabhu and commissioned to be the principal revealers and distributors of his um, ecstasy and reality. Hmm? Rupa Sanatan, Jiva Goswami, hmm? the founding Acharyas of the Sampradaya, Sanatan in Gorlila, he's a leader. He's the elder to whom Rupa defers hmm? in his great works. Hmm? The oldest, and what was his? Oh, his uh, understanding of the Bhagavatam, the original Goya commentary on the Bhagavatam, Shivashnav Toshani Vijay. And he wrote it for the pleasure of the Vaishnavas, Sanatana Goswami. Sitting as he used to be with so many Brahmins, studying the Bhagavatam, couldn't attend to his government duties, got him in trouble. Studying the Bhagavatam got him in big trouble with the law. Hmm? He broke the law to study the Bhagavatam. Hmm? I broke the law to distribute the Bhagavatam a few times. <laughs> so some of you have maybe had as well. <laughs> he broke the law to study the Bhagavatam. Hmm? And the Bhagavatam protected him. Right? 
Bhagavatam brought him under the shelter of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And, what, and, and, and he wrote his the first Gaudiya commentary on, on Bhagavatam. And, and you should understand, the Gaudiya commentaries on the Bhagavatam, I mean, if, in, 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 the Bhagavatam is about the Braj Leela, so the Bhagavatam is regularly recited in, in Braj. And you can't do a recital of the Bhagavatam without reference to Vaishnav Tosani, to uh, Sarta Darshani, to Vishnu's commentary. Sometimes thought to be a reincarnation of Rupa Goswami, uh, to Jiva Goswami's uh, commentary. These Gaudiya commentaries, this is, it's clear in Braj that they knew the Bhagavatam. Hmm? Therefore, like Jiva Goswami writes in his Sandarbhas, I offer my respect to Rupa and Sanatan, who are, who are glorified in Matura. It's one thing to be a, a glorious devotee, but to be a glorious devotee in Mathura, where, where, where everybody's a liberated devotee, that's special. Hmm? And the leader of the group refers to Sanatana Goswami. And Sanatana Goswami was very attached to the worship of Mahadev in Braj. When he lived in Vrindavan, when he was residing, residing in Vrindavan near Madan Mohan, even in his old, old age, Munda Baba, as he was called, shaved-headed Baba. Hmm? I love the story, you know, when he, he disappeared from the world on Guru Purnim. This comes in like July, every year, Guru Purnim. And uh, in some ways he's the original guru of, of Gaudius. He take aside Gaur and Nityananda. Um, and he uh, he used to always keep his head shaved. That's why I shaved my head. <laughs> of course, it's going to take it down the line. When I um, first had a conversation with some devotees about that, before my head was shaved, I said, why do you shave your heads then? I mean, we were talking about the philosophy, but... I, I had to be told why do you take a I had to ask why do you take a cold shower <laughs> okay. okay I got it why do you shave your heads and the answer I got from one of my gobbers his name is now over and he said because Prabhupada does that now that's kind of not a good explanation but I thought that's a good explanation they love him they love him that you have to have a guru you, have to, you should have a guru that you love <laughs> Yeah, I love him, therefore she should be my guru. <laughs> so I thought it was a great answer. He could have said, well, you have to shave the head because this technical and the sika is here and the, 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 the chakra, the, the zeli, and you go out here and Vishnu can pull you this way and, and, uh, and all these things. But he just said, because Prabhupada does. And I just thought, wow, that's just great. <laughs> I'll do, I'll sh- give, me the, give me the scissors, you know, go for it. I just thought that was so charming, so beautiful, compelling. Hmm? And when Sanatana Goswami left the world in Braj, it said, every man, woman, and child shaved their head. Hmm? Say, we follow him. Hmm? That's such a, that's such a command of the theology, the philosophy, such an example of that, and such a human being. You have to understand, such a human being he was. 
such a full human being. People would come to Sanatam with petty arguments from the village. Whatever he would say, they would they would go with that. Hmm? He would he would give counsel as you know it, if he would walk through the villages when he would arrive. There's Mundubab, and the children would come, run to him, and hold his hand. Hmm. And he had a great attachment for for Shiva. So let's go. We should go to Shiva through Sanatan Goswami. <laughs> he used to go daily when he was staying in Vrindavan near Anangopal, Manamohan Temple, to have the darshan of the uh, Gopishwar. But it said as he got older and older, then Gopishwar was disturbed by the to think about the effort that it must have taken Sanatana Prabhu to come the distance and so he told him don't come here anymore you're too old hmm? but Sanatana could not give up the idea hmm? and so he kept coming so then Gobeshwar appeared to him in a dream and said okay enough of this you can come halfway hmm? So he went, went halfway, and there was a new manifestation. Uh, what is it called? Bang. Another Mahadev. Gopishwar Mahadev, and another Lingam of Shiva. I forget his name. It's halfway between Managasa. So then he only walked halfway every day. And then, of course, he used to circumambulate in Abraj and Govardhan. When he was at Govardhan, he would take shelter of Chakrishwar Mahadev, the linga there. And he went to the outskirts, like Kamivan, of the rural uh, aspect of, of Braj, which includes the whole mandal of Mathura, which is metropolitan, the metropolitan nature. But in Kamivan, then he would take shelter of Kameshwar Mahadev. Hmm. So wherever he went, there was a Shiva. Hmm. And then he would set up this place for Bhajan there and uh, and take shelter of him. So he was very attached to Shiva, and of course, as you know, it is from Shiva and the Shiva Purana that we get the information from Scripture about Manjari Upasanam how to worship as a manjari. I wonder he liked Shiva. Hmm? I wonder Sanatana was attached to Shiva. What, what was his conception of Shiva? How was he thinking? There, within the context of the Shiva Purana, I think there's like 59 chapters of what's, what's it, an agama, hmm? uh, dealing with worship, and ritual and so forth and there the worship the manjari upasana the worship of the manjari how the, how the manjari the age of the manjari the, the, her service and mantras corresponding and so forth all this comes from from Shiva hmm? uh, and it is within the Shiva Purana it's the Sanat Kumar Samhita and Sanatana Goswami of course is said to be a partial manifestation, incarnation of 
Sanat Kumar. Complicated, huh? And of course, it was the Kumaras, led by Sanat Kumar, who received the Bhagavatam. Just like Brahma received the Bhagavatam in seed form, in four verses, the Chatur Shloka, the Bhagavatam from Brahma, the Bhagavatam tells of another revelation of its significance. The Kumaras received the essential message of the Bhagavatam from Sankarshan, who is the deity of Shiva, who Shiva is meditating on. And of course, there, these Kumaras are very um, central to what? The Nimbarka Sampradaya. They're the, the, the fountainhead of the Nimbarka Sampradaya. And Rupa Goswami writes about them too. What does Rupa Goswami say about those Kumaras? You don't know. <laughs> Radhe Jai Jai Madhava. Hmm. You know it? At the end of this prayer, he says, and, and the, the four Kumaras, they're worshipping her. Hmm? They're worshipping her. We find them also in Gopal Tapani Upanishad, hmm? which is arguably, it was about the worship of Gopal. You can't worship him without worshiping Radha. So these are some thoughts about Shiva, his significance for us. We tried to look at him a little bit through the eyes of Sanatan Goswami, how he's represented as a devotee and as a devotee in Braj. He's a devotee in other places as well. In one other way, I should say also that he's present in the Braj, come to mind, is that he's there as Nandishwar Hill, the hill on which Nanda Baba's house is residing. Hmm? You know, you have Govardhan, you have Barsana, there's a hill, and Radharani's house is there, and Nanda Mar's house on a hill. So you have Vishnu. Shiva and Brahma. Vishnu, Vishnu, Brahma, and Shiva. Brahma is the hill for Radharani's house, and Shiva, the hill for Nandamar's house, where in Nandagram there are many, of course, Shakiras, Leelas there. That's where the great um, Krishna Das Babaji retired and, and, and was placed into Samadhi. Sakiras, devotee of disciple of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, Nandagram. So there is this is where Shiva then manifests as the hill in Nandagram to participate in the Sakiras Leelas. You know that it's mentioned in another Purana somewhere, uh, cited by by Kavi Karnapur hmm, when he's talking about Advaita Acharya, right? Is it a way to, a way to charge? He says that he is the Sadashiva, uh, who manifesting also as a as a cowherd boy in Braj. So, uh, without giving a name, so somewhere there in Nandagram, being in the hill wasn't enough. <laughs> he had to actually take place, take part, 
in Sakya Rasa and take part in Madhuri Rasa. Of course, Jiva Goswami describes him, Rupa Goswami, excuse me, in, in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu as a devotee in a broader sense in Dasiras mixed with Sakya. Some type of some cool bundling, I should say. It's a bundling of rasas, not a mixing. So, as you can see, we have a lot of reasons to worship Lord Shiva. For those of you who are interested in that, we have a mantra <laughs> given to us that's very popular amongst the, uh, the Gaudias in general and in our party bar in particular. Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasitaku, when he established his temples, Radha Krishna and Mahaprabhu, he also had a little shrine just outside the temple for the worship of Gopishwar. So in order to enter into the circle of Radha and Krishna, he had to go through Gopishwar and get his, his blessings. So he taught his disciples this uh, verse, uh, uh, if you want it, I'll give it to you. You'd love to come and talk to me. And then, you can, then you can worship Madhiv Shiva Kijai. Gopishwara Kijai. So, a few words on Shiva. Any questions? Yes. Does Shiva have some special mission in Krishna Lila? Does he have a special mission in Krishna Lila? Well, as a Dvaita, he has a mission in Gaur-lila. Mm-hmm. Well, in Krishna-lila, he has a mission to protect the Dham. Pala means to protect, so Chaitra means the, 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 the field, the, the Dham. So he's the protector of the Dham. Um, he's the protector of the Rasa-lila, so that, he's, he's, so that you can't break, break in. He's, he's kind of like the bouncer. You know what a bouncer is? <laughs> He's a bouncer. <laughs> That's his mission. <laughs> uh, but his, his mission is to. Uh, I mean, he's a Vaishnava, so his mission is to is to uh, help those who want to enter into Braj Bhakti to assist them, hmm? whether it's as a gopi or as a gopi. He's there to help us. That's every Vaishnava's mission. Every Gaudiya Vaishnava's mission. What else? Yeah, he has. Well, he has Bhajan Kutirs in different places. So, like he has it in near Manango. Yeah, but there too. Manmohan, there. Yeah. So wherever, as I was saying, wherever his places of worship were, there would be a manifestation of Shiva there as well. What else? Anything else? So I was not clear on the connection with uh, with Vayu or Hanuman because isn't Hanuman a manifestation of Vayu? Yeah, they say Shiva too. Depends who you talk to, but yeah, Gaudiya said. So did you have a nice day today? Beautiful day here, Polish countryside. What now? Tomorrow do we have class two, or tomorrow are you going? Tomorrow in the, uh, in the evening. In the evening tomorrow. 
Okay. And we are going on trip. Pardon me? And we are going on trip. Tomorrow in the morning you're going on a trip? Yes. Okay. To the mountains. That's where she lives in the mountains. Okay. Uh, very nice to sit with you all. Madhav Shiva Pujai. Gornatananda Gijai. Guri Vaishnav Guru Parampara Gijai. Kwa Bhakta Vrinda Gijai. Gaur Premanandi.